Hey, welcome back to another bonus episode of the Otakuology Podcast. This is Otaku Mike, and we are here discussing all things Invincible. That's right. This is the Mike's Invincible Podcast. We are here going to discuss issue nine of Invincible. Um, so let's get right into this. If you don't remember what happened in the last episode, go listen to it. Um, but I'll give you a quick refresher. The Guardians of the Get... Guardians of the Galaxy. The Guardians of the Globe. Uh, should call them the Guardians, shouldn't I? Just call them the Guardians, right? Uh, the Guardians all died by the hands of Omni-Man, and they had a funeral, and now we're moving on to the aftermath of said funeral. So our story picks up in outer space, of all places, where we see the rejects, or the wannabe um, Star Trek Enterprise, um, where we see, <laughs> I can't look at them, they just make me laugh, they are falling into, or going into a star, they only have, like, six minutes, till they basically, uh, all die, and it's really intri- interesting to see, like, their interpretation of Star Trek in this world, because we have, like, Data, Captain Kirk is purple, pinkish color. We have um, Jordy LaForge, which he looks like um, uh, Broke Cyclops, Broke Boy Cyclops. Yeah, he looks looks like that. And uh, they're like, oh, they're freaking out because they're going to basically die. They they have no way to save themselves until we run into Alan the Alien. So we get this really cool one-page... Um, uh, work of art. I want to call it a work of art because it is a work of art. With Alan, uh, saving the ship, doing his best Superman impersonation, to where he's uh lifting up this spaceship and calling them a bunch of amateurs, uh, because that's what they are. They're a bunch of amateurs. They can't hack it like Alan can. Alan's the best, you know. And so they're like, "Oh my God, we're we're saved. We are saved from." What what happened? And you're like, uh, sir, there is a uh, being on the side of the ship. And they're like, a being on the side of the ship? What, 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 like a phenomenon type of thing? And he's like, hey guys, how's it going? Um, just stopped by to save you, but I don't got time for this. Uh, I gotta get to Earth, you know, because I'm in a hurry. And he's like, bye. Now that I've watched the Invincible show, I cannot get Seth Rogen out of my head whenever Alan the Alien pops up in this comic, which is very odd, to say the least. But anyways, uh, moving forward, Alan flies off to Earth. So we transition back from Alan to Mark's house. They've just had Mark's birthday party. Uh, They had a really nice time, pizza, cake, and horror movies. They had a zombie movie marathon. And... Uh, his parents come down and they're like, hey, is it safe to come back down uh, and uh, spend some time with our son on his birthday? He's like, yeah, yeah, it is. You know, it's okay. You know, And uh, uh, Nolan asks uh, Mark if he's got time for one more zombie flick. And uh, Nolan pops out the, uh, the Day of the Dead uh, by George Romero. Classic zombie movie. If I do say so myself, 
and they get to watching um, Day of the Dead. It's a very nice scene uh, to compliment like what's happened throughout this entire series so far. We get a nice, good father-son moment, which is really nice. We transition from that to the Pentagon with uh, Cecil Stegman. And Stegman is basically the Nick Fury of this universe. And he's sitting down with Robot. And he's like, look, Robot, the Guardians are dead. I'm just going to put it to you straight. The Guardians are dead. And because of what you've done to help out with like the alien invasion, stuff like that, you know, um, yada, yada, yada. The Guardians were murdered under mysterious circumstances. We need somebody to fill that void left by the Guardians. So what we're going to do is we're going to let you have tryouts. Because if you don't remember, a couple issues back, Robot was... I think he was in the running to be on the Guardians, or he joined... He was going to join the Guardians because they dissolved the teen team. And now this is is taking full effect, I think, if I remember correctly. My memory is a little hazy on this uh, uh, scenario or this thing uh, that uh, Robot has been thrusted into, uh, to say the least. But Robot says that he is honored to take up this uh, position to run the teen team, not the teen team, the Guardians, sorry. And... Uh, he will do his best, and Cecil's like, look, this is Donald. Donald will be your handler. If you have to see me again, we are going to have problems. And Donald asks Robot, hey, make a list of all the superheroes that you potentially want to be on the new Guardians team. We transition from that to Nolan, a.k.a. Omni-Man, and Omni-Man is sitting up on what looks like looks like the Rocky Mountains, maybe. Hard to say, but it's trees, pine trees, redwoods type of area. And he's sitting up there at the tallest peak of the mountain, trying to do the whole, hey, Mark, we need to talk speech, kind of talking things out to say, hey, look, something's going on. I need to tell you something. And you can tell... Something is bothering him, and he gets a call from his earpiece, but we're not really sure exactly what that call is, but uh, Omni-Man flies off to see exactly what happens. When we transition from Omni-Man to um, school, we see Mark and Eve after school, and Eve's like, hey, look, I'm sorry, I couldn't make it to your party. He's like, it's okay, you know, it was just a bunch of horror movies. I don't think you would enjoy it, you know. She's like, what? What are you talking about? Because I'm a girl, you don't think I would enjoy a horror movie or two? I love horror movies, except if they're zombie movies. And he's like, blasphemy, you know. And so Eve asks Mark if he wants to do a little patrolling after uh, school. He's like, uh, sure, uh, if you want to, do you still do that kind of stuff? Because you did quit um, the teen team. And she's like, of course I do. You know, just because I quit 
the team does not mean I have um, quit being a superhero and helping people. And they go into their secret little hideout, which is the dumpster, (laughs) the dumpster area where they keep the dumpster. And we get this funny little bit where they go in there and the janitor sees them going into the dumpster area. And he's like, all right, you little perverts. And then he notices that um, no one actually is in the dumpster. So he's like, where, where the fuck did they go? Then we move from Debbie at home, because she's a stay-at-home mom, obviously. You know, home Susie homemaker type. Uh, Debbie is washing Mark's costumes. And because I guess we're just now figuring out that, or I figured out that Mark has more than one costume. I thought he just had one costume and he just gets it constantly fixed. But no, he has multiple costumes of the same type. And we get this very fun conversation where Debbie calls um, the, oh, I forget what his name was, the the tailor. And she's like, hey, look, I need some help. I can't remember what exactly the combination is to clean blood out of a suit. Is it cold, hot, warm, cold, hot, cold, you know? And he's like, look. It's actually really simple. It's like cleaning a sweater. It's cold and cold, you know. And he, and he, and the tailor's like, you know, you should really look into probably investing in one of my ionic cleaners. And Debbie's like, uh, we can't really do that at the moment because Mark is trying to go to college. So we kind of have to save money for college, which is understandable. But this is a very fun, cute scene to see the almost like day-to-day lives of people who are in the superhero world but are not superheroes which i like that um juxtaposition to see uh how they have to deal with things so we transition from that to mark and eve doing some superhero work that's right and when they they are when we see them doing their superhero work They are fighting the Lizard League, and the Lizard League, um, they kind of look like Hydra crossed with the Serpent Society, uh, with maybe a little bit of Cobra from G.I. Joe thrown in there. They look more like Hydra, kind of, actually, but the main people in this group look like they're from, like, the Serpent Society, uh, thing, and... You see them in this big, huge fight, which is really cool, very nicely well-drawn. And uh, Mark is talking to the main lizard dude. Uh, I don't exactly think he has a name, but he's like, uh, as long as you don't poison the water, you know, uh, I really don't have a problem with you, lizard guy. And he's like, I think uh, the decision is no longer up to you. And so we get this fun scene where we meet the other guy in it who has a name and he is Komodo Dragon and he knocks Mark across the face and he's like, okay, let's let's get out of here. And they run and they smash into a big pink wall and we see Eve. Eve has uh, tied up with looks like pipes all the other um, League of Lizards 
and we get this fun scene where she's like, look, that's 10 feet of solid air. Uh, I suggest uh, you give up and uh, act like your other friends. They're just a bunch of lounge lizards at the moment. And Mark's like, oh my god, that is that is fucking bad. <laughs> it's a bad joke. She's like, look, I was trying, okay? I just had to try something out. They had to try their little one-liners out, you know? And we transition from that to after the fight. We see Eve and Mark, and Eve is like, uh, you totally saved my butt back there. And he's like, no problem, you know. Uh, I took one of the face, you know. It's nothing is really going to uh, catch me off guard. But, you know, we do actually make a great team, now that I think about it. And you see Eve, she kind of smiles, and she's like, thanks, you know. Yeah, I think we do too, you know. And Robot shows up on his cool hover cycle, and Robot's like, Eve, Mark, or Invincible, uh, I got a thing, uh, I'm having tryouts for the Guardians, and I want you guys to try out. And Mark's like, look, I can't do that, but I'll show up for uh, moral support and check everybody out and see exactly what's going on. With all these superheroes who want to be a part of the Guardians. And you can see this um, kind of affects Eve. Because I think Eve probably wants to like do more superhero work with Mark. And possibly be a part of the Guardians. And she's like, look, I got somewhere to be. You know, she flies off in quite of an angered state. Which is kind of sad. Because... Adam Eve is like one of the best characters in this book. It's so sad to see her, uh, you know, be upset, you know, because Mark's being a fucking dummy right now. So we transition from that to this big hanger, this hanger. It looks like, uh, looks kind of like on like a back lot or like a, a base kind of place, like an army base. And we see all these superheroes who are potential candidates for the new guardians team and they you see robot and mark talking and you're like man there's a lot of candidates and like yeah a lot of the guys from new york showed up uh the capes uh incorporated people showed up which the capes incorporated people the superheroes are a mini series within this within the world of invincible they're more like the nine to five superhero uh uh type of job they don't like they have like it's like a day job for them basically you know they're like government sanctioned i think or i can't remember exactly what they are and so we see rex and invincible he's like sup invincible he's like sup you know and invincible starts talking about how he can't believe you know rex did that to adam eve and this and that you know and Rex is like, yeah, you know, that's not good what he did, but you shouldn't let that affect um, things going forward type of situation. You know, you should be cordial, be nice. We get this scene where there's a bunch of superheroes standing around. You can see Black Samson in the background and some other characters. I don't really know who. And Rex is like, oh, man, oh, man, I totally nailed this um, tryout. I'm the best fucking thing ever. And we see these the superheroes that are standing around. They're like, oh, what a fucking asshole this guy is, you know? And he's like, sup, losers? You know? And he's like, oh, look. Look at you. Did your mommy and daddy uh, show up to 
tryout for the superhero tryouts. He's talking to this little girl, this little girl in a schoolgirl outfit, and he's like, "Oh, that's so cute." Or nope, she's like, "Nope, my mom dropped me off, and I'm trying out." And he's like, "Come on, no, no way is this little girl trying out." Um, you uh, isn't there some kind of a uh, age restriction or age limit to how? old you have to be to be a superhero and so he's get this scene between who we meet is a uh, monster girl and he's like hey uh what's your name well you know and she's like monster girl he's like oh how cute you're so cute uh are, are you called monster girl because you're scared of all the monsters uh what's your power and she's like you can see she's like physically like getting angry at this guy and she's like uh you want to see and he's like sure show me uh what your power is and she's like okay and she turns into this big hulking green monster and she's like all right you asked for it and you get this really cool scene this is a really cool scene uh if you watch the tv show this is in the tv show and it's actually really good in a tv show as well uh, it actually goes in a little bit more in depth with this really cool um, fight scene in the TV show. But we do get this cool, quick fight where you see Invincible. He's coming out of the bathroom and you see uh, Rex getting beaten up and he's like off in the distance. And you see him flying up in the air and he's like, you st-. Monster Girl's like, you still think I'm fucking cute? And. Rex throws off one of his explosions, kind of knocks Monster Girl back, and hits Invincible. And he's like, why isn't anybody taking care of this? Why isn't anybody stopping this? And he's like, uh, Monster Girl's like, it'll take much more than that to basically uh, take me out, you know? And Invincible gives her a good old sock in the face, and he's like, who are you... Who let you in here, Ugly? Because Invincible doesn't know that Monster Girl is actually a girl. He thinks that Monster Girl is uh, or just a plain old monster attacking Rex. And you see her change back into a, uh, herself. And she's like, who are you calling Ugly? And he's like, uh, the people in the background are like, oh my, oh my God. Oh my God, Invincible hit a little girl? He hit a little girl. And uh, Monster Girl's like, look, no hard feelings. Uh, when I'm in my monster form, I can't feel anything whatsoever. And he's like, no no worries. No worries, Invincible. You know, uh, you got, uh, you know, it's fine. Uh, he's like, sorry, I hit you. And he's, she's like, no sweat. You know, it's it's okay. Hey, anybody got a cigarette, a cigarette out there, you know? And... <laughs> We get this interaction between Rex and Invincible, and Rex thanks Invincible for saving him, and Invincible's like, look, just because I hate what you did to Eve doesn't mean I want to see you dead. So, 
that's a nice that's a nice thing of him to say, right? Honestly, Rex should just be dead, in my opinion. Uh, he cheated on Adam Eve. I mean, he is the worst uh, kind of bad guy possible. He should not be a superhero. That's just my part of personal opinion. Just saying. But anyways, moving along, Invincible goes off to see, um, I almost said Rex, goes off to see Robot and check on and see how he's doing. So we transition from the Rexplode incident and we meet Robot again. And he's like, uh, hey, man, uh, looks like you got a couple good people going on here. And he's like, yeah, this last one isn't doing so well. And we see them in, like, this observation danger room-esque area. And <laughs> this guy is cowering in the fetal position with all these, like, crazy, gnarly-looking monsters around him. Uh, but he's like, look, Robot's like, look, we're done here. Uh, Donald, get my list. And we move from that where Robot gives this big speech. He's basically like, look, all y'all had decent powers, but these are the people that I'm going with, you know. Uh, they complement each other in their powers. He's kind of giving all the superheroes that tried out a backhanded compliment almost and kind of throwing shade at, at them and saying, look, all y'all guys basically fucking suck. <laughs> But our new Guardians of the Globe team is Duplicate, uh, uh, Shrinking Ray, Monster Girl, Black Samson, and if he decides to behave, Rex Splode. And so that is our new Guardians of the Globe team. And before um, Mark leaves, Robot takes him to the side and he's like, look, we would really like to have you on the team. Uh, come over, you know, be an honorary member type of situation. He's like, look, I can't. I got college to deal with. Mark goes home with his mom having dinner. And Mark's like, look, um, this girl, this girl is coming over and Amber and she, we're going to do some homework. And she's like, oh, you're going to do some homework. Like you and Eve were uh, just friends hanging out type of thing. He's like, look, Mom, Eve and I are just friends. And Amber and I are just friends as well. You know, she's like, uh-huh. Okay, we'll see about that. And then we see Eve showing up to Mark's house. And she's going to look through the window. And Mark and Amber are making out, which makes Eve very sad. Flies off. This and that, you know. Same old, same old. Then we get to the end of the book where the Mahler twins are at a condemned uh, building and they are messing around with uh, the, the, the body that they got at the end of the previous issue. And the body that they dug up or they helped to, to dig up because these teen grave diggers were digging it up for them and they kind of like beat them up and like I guess they might have killed them. I don't know. But we find out that uh, the immortal, uh, a.k.a. Abraham Lincoln, uh, he is there. He has this uh, restraining collar around his neck. They're working on it to try to um, revive him and possibly control him because he is one of their most formidable enemies. and. 
they want to use him for something. We don't know what, but they want to use him for some nefarious means. Um, the Immortal wakes up, and he is not all too happy about the situation he's in, because he, last thing he knew, he was dead. And he kind of goes off in his crazy berserker rage and flies off, and our comic ends with, uh, so, uh, but the, the control beacon didn't work. And the other Mahler twins like, damn, yeah, it didn't work. <laughs> and that's where we end our comic. This issue was a lot of fun. I love introduce the introduction of the new characters like um, Monster Girl. Monster Girl is such a fun, interesting character. And once we get into her actual, the effects of her actual powers, which is, I think, in a couple issues... It's really interesting to see how it affects her uh, mentally as well as physically, which is really cool. Uh, I liked uh, just seeing robots logic when it comes to picking a superhero team and his team that he picks uh, will affect the story later on going forward. And uh, they may or may not have bad, uh, bad, um, outcomes when it comes to uh fighting good uh the bad guys you know uh they're not made i might just be a pale imitation of the guardians just a little foreshadowing um but yeah seeing mark and eve's interactions is always good you know um this 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 it was just a fun a fun light-hearted issue for most of it you know um the artwork has gotten really good i was curious to see when uh ryan otley would show up and take over art duties turns out he took over last issue uh with issue eight and i was like oh man i didn't know like this was ryan otley because if you go further in the invincible story his artwork changes and it's really very well um drawn and i'm like I was kind of curious to see where Corey Walker stopped uh, creating it. And so in this issue or in the beginning, when Ryan Otley comes onto the book, he's basically doing a Corey Walker impression. It seems like, and kind of aping off a little bit, not in a bad way, but like aping off slash slowly going into his own art style, which is really interesting. It's interesting to see. You can tell there's more detail in the faces and the fight scenes are very well done. I'm not saying like the fight scenes that Corey Walker did were not bad because they weren't. They were actually very well done. But you can see there's more detail has been put in the um, faces. The character designs have been changed slightly to have more detail in them. You know, Mark no longer has dark circles for eyeballs. Um, But yeah, uh, it was really cool. It's going to be interesting to see where exactly this goes and um what exactly nolan aka omni man will oh excuse me i burped oh will have to tell mark well we know what he's gonna tell mark he's gonna tell mark that he killed the guardians of the globe you know uh, but anyways guys thanks for listening uh if you're new to the Otakology podcast, new to this podcast, check out our other episodes that we have our main podcast where we talk about anime manga movies as well as Jen Graves' episode where he talks about cartoons 
and stuff like that, like the Welcome to Gravity Falls and stuff like that. If you have any questions, concerns, or topics you'd like us to cover, you can talk, uh, contact us at otakuologypodcast at gmail.com, all one word, or you can contact us on our Instagram page at otakuologypodcast. Um, links will be in the description. Go check us out. Um, share, tell your friends. Thanks for listening. Let me know what you guys thought of this issue if you're reading along with me. And we'll move on to the next issue, issue number 10.